Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit ilovescbc.org. I want to talk to you today about learning the secret of contentment. Learning the secret of contentment. Do you know that people live in one of two tents in this world? They live in either content or discontent. No matter how long you agonize over the dessert menu, the moment the person besides you gets their dessert, you're going to realize that you made the wrong decision because no matter how good it is what you have, it's always possible to wish you had what somebody else has. I say it, I want it, I've got to have it. And that's how most people live their lives. I say it, I want it, I've got to have it. So we end up buying things that we don't need with the money that we don't have to impress people that we don't even like. Someone once said that I called, there are three groups of people in this world. The haves, the have-nots, or the haves, but they have not paid for what they have. How many of you, honestly, in that last group right now? Just raise your hands. Thank you for your honesty. Friends, we live in a world that is designed for discontentment. We live in a world that keeps putting this thought or mentality of when and then in our lives. When I get the promotion, then I'll be happy. When I get the another zero on the end of my salary, then I will be happy. When I get the car, then I will be happy. When I get the house, then I will be content. When and then this thought or mentality will rob you of a life that God has for you. I came across this article in Forbes magazine. It's an article entitled, Why Do So Many Doctors Regret Their Job Choices? It says that the latest version of an annual survey shows their satisfaction level among 24,000 doctors in the United States representing 25 specialties. Listen to this carefully. Only 54% said that they are satisfied with their job right now and they will choose this medical field again as a career. And only 41% said that they will choose the same specialty again. And only 25% said that they would choose the same hospital or the practice location again. Even people in the most prestigious profession in the world are saying that we are not entirely happy. They're saying that we are not entirely content. The world in which we live wants to tie contentment to circumstances. So if your circumstances are good and your life is good, and then you have reason to be content. But if your life circumstances are bad, well, then your life is bad. And it is impossible to be content. Friends, I'd like to demonstrate this morning from the Word of God that it is simply not a biblical view of contentment. And that is something that Paul goes after today in our passage. In verses 11 through 12, 
They're the first things that Paul will talk about. I'll say it is a school of contentment. It was a school for Paul, and it has been a school for me, and I'm sure it has for you too. You see, Paul is talking about his life. Everything that he has gone through, God was using all circumstances of Paul's life to teach him in this school a very important lesson. That is to learn to be content in any and every situation. He says in verses 11 through 12, that I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. You see the word learn in this passage. And this original meaning is to learn by experience. He's saying that I've learned to be content by my experience. Paul's saying that there are times I've literally nothing. Oh man, that was so hard. Those days of ministries, without having food, without having proper shelter. But even in that moment, even in the moment I feel like I was down in the pit. I was the lowest of the low. And I experienced the strength of God. I was able to experience the Spirit of the Lord who kept holding me, who kept strengthening me. Other times, there are times I've got so many generous offerings from many different churches. I've experienced God's abounding blessings that I knew what I had to do with those overflowing blessings. It wasn't just for me. It wasn't just used for my own pleasure or my own satisfaction. So when I help the poor, when I use that money to help those who are suffering, and I was able to experience true contentment. I was able to experience true joy and contentment. Paul said that I've learned that true contentment is when I become convinced my resources in Christ are more than adequate for every situation that I have in life because Christ lives within me and that is enough. I'd like you to listen to what one lady said about contentment on her life. She said, first, I was dying to finish high school, then I start college. And then I was dying to finish college and I start working. And then I was dying to marry and have children that I was dying for my children to grow old enough so I could return to work. And then I was dying to retire. And here I am now, I'm dying. And suddenly I realized I never really lived my life in contentment. You see, this story really both amusing and sad. It's that this if-only mentality you are in high school, if only I was in college, I'll be happier. Because this high school is so restricted. In college, if I was only a professional, instead of being dependent on my parents, then professional. If I was married, then you marry, then you have children. If only there was to grow old enough. You see, your if only kept you from enjoying your time and your moment. Thus makes you be discontent in your life. 
You see how dangerous it is, friends. That is why it is so important for Paul to talk about learning to be content. I heard this statement that I called. If you don't learn to be content in your life, then you will soon learn to contempt for everything in life. Did you get that? Let me say one more time. If you don't develop to be content in life, you will soon learn to develop contempt for everything in life. We need to learn the secret of contentment. Now, it is not something that comes naturally to us. It's part of our ongoing lifelong walk with God. I love what Paul said about this in one verse before our text today. Chapter 4 verse 9 says this, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. What did Paul say? Whatever that you heard, whatever that you heard, put that into practice. Learning to be content is like learning art, isn't it? Which requires day-to-day -day practice. You know, art isn't something that you can be born with or learn naturally. Great example is my wife, Mina. She's been playing and learning in piano or music 35 years. She's having five degrees that are related to music and piano, that includes the ones that she's pursuing, those doctorate and PhD. Even someone like her, you have no idea how much that she's been putting her effort and time to be able to learn a piano and music. Great example, at Berkeley, average time that she's been practicing per day, a piano and a learning music, is about five to seven hours. Another example, that when she was a senior at high school, her family was struggling financially. And even to the point that ended up selling her baby grand piano. Now she needs to practice to be able to take an exam in a few months. So she needs to go to the church and practice. There are also other people come to church for prayer. And those are the ones actually start complaining about her making notes. So she ended up picturing this piano notes, you know, in her, in her thought and then practicing from her imagination. You see that? Like mastering art. It takes day-to-day -day practice to be able to learn to be content. In the same way, God is taking us every day down in this path where more and more we learn to hand things over to Him. God is leading every one of our lives in a way where more and more we have to learn to trust His plan and not to ours. Where more and more He creates circumstances in our lives that cause us to grow in godliness. Friends, wherever that you are in your life this morning, make sure to learn this. God is achieving His purpose in you. He's shaping, He's molding, He's changing you more and more after the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. So make sure to learn to be content in Christ, who is the source of our contentment. Then Paul says in verse 13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Now we have what I think is the most misquoted verse in the Bible, Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We see that verse on jerseys of sports athletes, 
I even remember seeing that as tattoo from one of the MMA player. One of the times it was made famous was when Evander Holyfield, who was a boxer, had it on his robe as he was going to fight Mike Tyson. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, meaning I'm going to beat up Mike Tyson. And he did. And I was so excited for him. Yeah, you can do all things. You are the real deal. But then he wore the same robe again for the fight against Lennox Lewis. Remember that? I can do all things. And then he got beaten up so bad. Remember using this verse uh, right before when you were taking exam? You're in class, you didn't study, but you say, I can do all things Christ who strengthens me. Meaning, I can ace this test if God is in my side. It's kind of our catch-all verse for I can do anything, whatever I feel like to do, if God is going to give me the power to do it. I can do anything, whatever I feel like doing, if God is going to give me the power to do it. Yes, absolutely. God surely has that kind of power. But have you noticed the context of that verse? Have you ever noticed the context of that verse? When you look at Paul in Philippians, his life doesn't make any sense, does it? The book Philippians doesn't make any sense because Paul was chained to a guard as a prisoner in jail. And he's writing this letter, and the letter is about joy. The letter is about contentment. Now, if you are in a prison cell by yourself, separated from all your family, all your friends, and everyone, and you have a letter that you can write back to the church, or your friends, or your family, what are you going to write about? Telling everyone else to be happy because you're happy? Telling everyone else to be content because you are content. That doesn't make any sense that Paul somehow was at absolute peace. That doesn't make any sense to me because Paul was somehow, he was at absolute contentment. Because he said, I'm okay. I'm okay. I know I'm in prison cell right now, but I'm fine. Wherever I'm going to be, I'll be fine too. Because I know it's not about where I am at, what I have, but it is about Christ. You got that? The purpose of this verse is not tell you that you can be rich, you can be happy, you can be content if you want to be on whatever circumstances. No, the purpose of this verse is to tell you that you are rich in Christ. You are already content in Christ. You are already happy in Christ, despite whatever your circumstances are. So even if you don't have a penny to your account, you can be content. Even if that you are not feeling well and you're very sick and your circumstance is not going the way that you want it, you can still be content. Paul is saying to these Philippians, it is great that you guys are giving me stuff. That's great. But the truth is, I don't really need it. All right? Because when I had plenty, I was fine. Here I am in jail cell with nothing. But I'm okay. Because I've learned the secret to be content wherever the circumstances are. See? 
Here's the bottom line. Contentment has nothing to do with your circumstances. So if you have come into this room today and you think that once I get this job, then I'll be happy. Or once I get in a relationship with someone that I can trust, then I will be happy. If I can keep my house, then I'll be happy. That's all I want. All I'm asking for is that my kids go to an Ivy League school. All I want is private school for my kids. All I want is this. All I want is that. If I could only have this, if I could only have that. But the truth is, brothers and sisters, even if you have, if I could only have, whatever it is, the truth is, you are not going to find contentment. You're not going to find contentment because contentment is found only our Lord Jesus Christ and Himself alone. That is the context of this passage. Paul is saying, look, I could be in a prison or whatever. Because I learned the secret. The secret is, I can do all things through Christ. He is the source of my contentment. He is the reason that I'm happy. It's not about where I am at. It's not about what I have. It's not about what I do. But it's what's in me. What's inside me. Who is the source? I don't care about all these resources because I have my Lord Jesus Christ who is the source. The only source because He is so good. Now friends, I have to ask you this question. Have you learned this secret? The secret that Paul is talking about in Philippians 4. That no matter what the economy does, you're saying, I don't care. Like Paul tells Timothy, if you got food and clothes, We'll be content with that. I can get to it today. I'm good. But how many people have you met with that attitude? How many people have you met that they have that type of contentment? You just lost everything. You should be stressed out. You should be angry. And you go, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm content. Because I've learned the secret that Paul is talking about. That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He is a source of my contentment. It's not about other things, but what's inside me. I don't need this to be happy. I don't need that to be happy. All I need is Christ. I am content wherever I am because I am in Christ. Think to yourself. Have you learned that secret? Have you learned that secret? Christ is all you need, my friends. So as you go through your life, as you walk through your day-to-day -day life, remember this. Christ will keep molding you. Christ let the circumstances of life humble you. He will elevate you, bless you, give you victories. But sometimes He make you feel low. It will give you defeat because our Lord God Almighty wants you to learn this very important lesson. That is, being content doesn't depend on your circumstances. It depends on His presence and His presence only. Then you can say like, Paul, I can survive and I can even thrive in all circumstances. Because I learned the secret. The secret is Christ. That Christ is within me. That is a presence. That is a power. And that is the providence of our Lord Jesus Christ.
May God bless you and his word. And God's people said, amen.